0: Sweet! Hello, peoples! Welcome back to the currently unnamed podcast, otherwise known as of. Um, today, we have me doing the intro, famous, hello, uh, and we're joined by some very special humans. We have, we have a Jesse. No, hello. All right. Hi! Hanyu.
1: <laughs>
2: Hi! Hon, you.: Hello.
0: Uh, Yakman, or Tim.
3: Oh, hey, I should change my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Chloe.
2: Yay! Hi.
0: Awesome possum This week we are talking about a bunch of stuff normally. But the second half is going to be uh, outer wild, not outer worlds, which is eh, good, but not garbage. Well. <laughs> uh, in the second half. But for the first half, we will be going over the stuff that we've done this week, and I see on the docket that I don't have pulled up that we've probably done some cool stuff. But who wants to go first?
3: Good intro.
2: <laughs> Very nicely done.
3: That's, is that sarcasm.
4: Did you did you no. not go bottom please, to top please. because you saw Yak Man and and thought fuck what's his name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't want to go Chloe first because she told
3: me to go Chloe first. <laughs> I defy order. Well, let's go Chloe first. Uh, oh, damn it, Lord. Chloe. How's how's the new Strangers Things? Season?
2: Oh, uh, guys, it was a, it was a slow week for me. I watched yeah. not a lot of. Good stuff. But I started the new Stranger Things season and it is so cheesy. And I don't even think I watched so I definitely watched the first season. Don't think I finished season two or season three, but I've started watching this fourth season. And you know, it's not <laughs> good. I mean, you know, everyone loves it, which I think I'm gonna get crucified for, but I don't I'm I'm not a fan.
0: I've never seen it. I've never seen any of it.
4: I don't think you'll <sighs> find much dissidence here. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just like I get it. It's like Goosebumps, but for everyone now. And it's like <laughs> Stephen King on like yeah. I don't know.
0: Is Goosebumps not for everyone? I thought it was rated E. It's, it's right.
2: It's like the Goosebumps for this generation.
0: E is for
4: everyone that's good enough for me.
0: Like yeah. Goosebumps is for every generation. It's it's a talking uh, doll. That's the most famous one I,
4: I I know of. The puppet. You know you know that meme with that guy. No. You know, from that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, the Groom meme from what's he from Despicable Me, where Gru. he's in front of the sign and he's like, "We do this thing, then this happens," and then he looks at the sign and he's sad and he's like, "Wait, this happens." I do not. I'm doing I a bad am, job I, here. I, I, <laughs> how do you describe a meme? I don't think you do. Grew I, think meme. You
0: them. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to describe a meme. It's like describing it. He's an, holding an up team. a
4: sign. Here, I'm going to, I don't know the content of this meme. I just know that it has the right template.
0: Chloe, you mentioned that the Stranger Things thing is, <laughs> that the Stranger Things show is cheesy. Have you seen their Domino's commercial? No. Oh
2: god. <laughs>
0: <They're-> <laughs> They have a Domino's commercial? They have a Domino's commercial. I think
5: I've seen that commercial and Yeah,
0: I, it pops up.
5: It's because I've never watched the uh Stranger. But Me I do rec- I do recognize those um main characters. And I saw them on the commercial. I was like, "Oh, they all age." Okay.
2: That's a- See, that's the other thing. I never want to be on a show as a kid, and now they're, like, <laughs> they're going through puberty, and everyone yeah. has to watch them go through puberty, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Like, everyone's uncomfortable here. I don't want to watch it.
3: Well, remember a few years ago when, like, they, I forgot what, I, this might have been at the Golden Globes or the Emmys or whatever, but, like... They made the Stranger Kids things hand out like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as a joke. What? kid's gonna hand you a ham and cheese sandwich, you could smile so big. Shut the fuck up. And it was just like, what, what are we What, what are, are we doing? doing? <laughs> why are
2: we
4: doing this? Yeah. Stranger Kids things. It's why I really love Daniel Radcliffe.
2: Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. He's they, dumb. they all handled that very well.
3: Yeah. yeah. Handled it better than the creator yeah oh (laughs) Oh, yeah (laughs) yeah. they (laughs) aged way
2: better
4: than the adult woman
2: (laughs) (laughs) but then okay i mean the villain is like kind of cool to see let me tell you a little bit about the season you guys maybe you'll watch it (laughs) no but okay. (laughs) not likely um but each season the character's based on a um different creature monster from dungeons and dragons have any of us played dungeons and dragons
3: i have or very sort of i would like to i would like to too it's very hard to get going. Because it should be a podcast too. We have three hours. Uh, it should, it should uh, be, it should be an episode. One thing, one thing at a time, please. <laughs> That's media. Yeah,
2: but you know, it's like the magical board game, and this season, the monsters, the Vecna, which is like this evil sorcerer who can like penetrate your mind and make you see a bunch of Mm. dark horrible visions of your past Mm. and like um really targets your your fears and your insecurities and then it'll like haunt these specific people it's the depression exactly Exactly.
4: <laughs> the real enemy <laughs> is the trauma along the way.
2: Yeah, and then it ends up killing some people. So, you You're know, the wrong. Stranger Things kids where nothing ever happens to any of them. They're all trying to save save um, kids from dying from this monster. And, you know, how everyone is now into Kate Bush. It's because of this uh, running up that hill plays like 17 times.
0: Mm. It's my favorite part. Let's do it. It's like they
2: got the license for it and they're like, we're going with it, boys. So it plays like well, twice every episode. I, I mean, know. if there's really? a song,
3: if there's, if there's a song to... Oh, come on, Famous. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was obviously uh, talking to myself as I was Googling it. Yeah, It's a good I one. I mean, it deserves <laughs> no, all the recognition
2: a- it's gotten, but it's just like, Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah, if they do it that often, then that's gotta get annoying. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a that's a stone cold classic song.
4: Cheaper than getting two songs.
2: Yeah, but I, you know, the winner in all this is definitely Kate Bush. I think she like, made good for her two point
0: three million yeah. dollars for Stranger Things. God damn. Yeah. Kate Bush. Wait, what? Yeah. Say it again. Uh, Kate Bush made two point three million dollars from being whatever thing she did on Stranger Things.
4: Well, that's just for the upfront.
2: Well and she made she made it um so when Running Up the Hill came out in nineteen eighty five, it reached number five in the UK charts. Mm-hmm. It's now number one. So she finally got that number one spot. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like what, thirty thirty something years later? Thanks, Shazam. Forty? I don't know. I can't do math.
4: This is the groom meme for me. It's Stranger Things has an amazing pattern where nobody dies nobody important dies right there's no real stakes ever again.
2: Right. right right right
4: um so at the beginning of every season they're like here's a guy that you're gonna hate but soon you're gonna love him and you're like oh i used to hate this guy but now i love him and then they're like yeah now he's dead <laughs> and you're like oh no i just started to
5: like that guy <laughs> Is that like an unspeakable rule in American media? Like, no, no kid can die? Like...
2: No. Sort of. <laughs> I feel uh, like it And like TV and movies. Yeah. It mostly, mostly, mostly so yeah. Uh,
3: in, in Fallout 3, uh, there's an entire like a kid's city. Yeah. Um, yeah. And every other character you're allowed to kill. Uh, but like, then, yeah. you want. But they just like, if you shoot a child, they just like don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> so.
4: Skyrim, same thing. The kids are immortal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, there's media where the kids die.
2: But then they capitalize on the death. Like, then they use yeah. that shit. I mean,
4: HBO used... I mean, Game of Thrones used every death, right?
2: Yeah. Like, there were
4: dead kids in Game of Thrones. Um, Stranger Things, that girl died.
2: <laughs> Which <laughs> girl? <laughs> we
4: Which... means nothing. <laughs> we gotta be a little bit... What's... In the first season, the, the Oh, nerd...
2: Barb. Barb. Everyone was... Yeah, all the secondary characters... <laughs> bye-bye. And they're all, like, 15. Yeah. But, I mean... So that counts. But they're not main characters. Like, you can't kill the main children.
0: It must be terrifying to be a supporting cast member. You never know where you're gonna
2: go. That's just because money. Like, I don't think that's a rule. But it's also that thing, like, you know they're gonna die, because they, like, give you a scene, (laughs)
4: like
2: you were saying, to care about them. And then they're dead, and, like, I'm in it.
4: They just hit all of the notes that have been established for a hundred years. Exactly. And they don't branch.
2: It's not really doing anything different.
4: And the secondary part of the meme is like for the haters, for the Stranger Things haters, they're like, we're going to make this show that's intentionally incredibly cheesy and campy. And then the viewers are like, oh, no, why is the show so cheesy and campy?
0: So what you're saying is, if this podcast gets sponsored by Domino's and Stranger Things, Tim's not going to take me a deal.
2: We'll take Domino's. I'll take Domino's.
5: Oh, by the way, I had a, this like very minor quarrel or debate with my boyfriend about Domino's. Kind of, he said, <laughs> "Uh, there is no bad pizza because even the bad pizza tastes good." Okay, but. My point is, I've never had any bad pizza simply because I've never had any bad pizza, not because (laughs) all pizza is not bad. Yeah. Do you you understand understand what we're debating about? Like, he's like, but what you said just proved my point. I was like, no, that's (laughs) not true. (laughs) And he's like challenging me with um, Domino's and I was like I like Domino's they're good pizza I they're not see? the best but they're acceptable and I'm pretty sure if there is a bad pizza I can tell and I would stop eating it but he's like even if it's a bad pizza you know you're gonna eat it <laughs> and it will be good and what? then we just <laughs> I don't know <laughs> So,
3: so I had a discussion like this before and what we ended up doing is we made a graph but I can't uh-huh. find it right now. <laughs> oh, you need to find this graph too.
2: Did you make a pie chart? <laughs>
0: uh, uh... Where's the mute button for Chloe? Anyway.
3: <laughs> um But that was yeah, cheesy. we came to the, came to the yep. please. <laughs> please, I can only put in so many pedumphas. <laughs>
4: uh, do you do that?
3: I did in the last episode. <laughs> anyway, your pie graph. Yeah, we came to the conclusion that, like, pizza... Okay, let's say you have a quality scale of 1 to 10, right? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
3: The enjoyment factor for, like a 3 or a 4 is actually higher than like a 5 or a 6 and then it comes back up, right? So there's like- So there's a, an uncanny Wait, wait, hold on. But- <laughs>
5: I don't- I don't get- Wait, hold on. Why?
3: Because, you know, just occasionally you're gonna be in the mood for just some like garbage pizza. Like, I occasionally get Little Caesar because of that. Because there's just something to like bad pizza that's like actually good. I, know I that's mean? the
5: thing. I don't think I've had any bad pizza. Like what is a bad pizza?
2: Alright, go to the Frozen aisle and walmart and pull yourself out like a tombstone pizza oh, but gosh. that's good <laughs> those are horrible
4: well there's two tiers of pizza right there's there's good pizza and there's bad pizza but bad pizza is good
3: what can you i i i know where you can get bad pizza but but we still came to the conclusion that there is such thing as bad bad pizza, and that's like Tombstone Frozen or like stuff sub back quality,
4: right? I disagree. I think if you burn it, that's the only way. To do that. <laughs> that's no good pizza to me.
2: What about like those mini circle pizzas? I used to hate Central those. Bites? No, like the mint like personal pizzas. They would mostly have them at like the lunchroom. Um, just give me school. bread and
4: put some shit yes. on it. It's all good.
0: No, Chloe is right. The, the, oh. the bad pizza is like high school lunch pizza. They were like boat shaped.
2: Hold on. I'm, uh... I still ate the shit out of it.
0: I didn't. High school <laughs> yeah, lunch pizza? I never
2: ate those.
0: Like you would take a bite from a corner and like all the cheese would come off with that one bite. I was like, no, this is not.
2: And the not sauce acceptable. was bad. Oh,
0: I tasted dishwasher <laughs> soap in my pizza.
2: <laughs> oh okay okay
5: so 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 okay. now i want to try this bad pizza you guys are describing because i've
2: never had one
0: you we mm-hmm. can take you to a high school and we will get you pizza <laughs> <laughs> go
2: to any high school in america
4: uh, <laughs> pizza. i don't
2: know i don't know what those are called i'm trying to like look up a picture
0: industrial pizza they buy where do you <laughs> get school pizza <laughs>
5: I like the name industrial pizza.
0: <laughs> it, it's what it is. It, it, no one's making it. It's
3: all machine. There's no love. That shit is frozen too. As oh well. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: I mean that's definitely the worst of the worst, right? Oh,
2: it's yeah. Oh my god, it's these. Okay, I have a picture now. Send it. All right. Send it. Sending trying to send it. <laughs> oh, you can get it from Schwans. What is Schwans? They're like the OG Like what? Blue Apron or like food meal deliveries? You know how you can like get meals delivered and you make them. They're like oh those things.
5: It's
4: oh that's not what I thought you were talking about.
2: It's these things.
5: This has the same similar like spirit as the deep deep dish pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's like
2: the personal. It's like a personal size deep Mm. dish.
0: But this is actually like on topic for media because like we see these pizza commercials like every time you watch even on youtube or just watching tv but do you guys know how they make the commercial pizza uh different from like the actual thing they actually put like glue in between the slice and stretch it
3: so the cheese is fully like no one's eaten that yeah like those yeah 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 like uh, at the studio where they take pictures of food it's an like it's an oh, yeah, actual sure. job. Like y-
4: you could be a food makeup artist.
2: That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a bunch of money. It's pretty in awesome. Commercial filmography. Let me tell you.
4: Yeah, yeah, but at what point is it not
3: pizza? Uh, well, have I shown style? you the sandwich? Have I shown you the sandwich chart before?
0: I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. Post it.
3: Post it. Post okay, it. hold on.
4: <laughs> if you put two pieces of pizza together, it's a melt. Sure. <laughs> Why not just fold it in half? No, because that's a taco. Why happens if you cut the taco in half? Then it's two slices of pizza.
2: <laughs> it's, oh
3: it's all a cycle. <laughs> uh, you showed me this too. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah.
2: I gotta save this.
3: So the answer, the answer is that there's no good answer. <laughs> there's no order in this world. There's only the energy. answer
4: is that people have been saying, "Who cares?" Since this conversation was created,
3: much like. The new... Se- the, 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 season 4 of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids uh, Can we just go I back to Stranger Things real quick? Was, how did it compare to Season 3? Because I heard that was like an absolute dumpster. Oh, fan, I never... I watched,
2: I watched like the first two episodes of Season 3 and then stopped. I didn't finish it. So I just <laughs> watched it's like a... What is 5? Shit show. Um, explosion not good oh. horrible never should have been made I, like expression. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I have a problem when i watch tv which if i watch more than like one episode even if i hate it i have to watch all of it
5: yeah oh yes me too <laughs> oh really I, God,
4: I, I can stop immediately I, don't know, I, don't <laughs> no, I
5: have to i have to know what happened no i have
4: to see every episode yeah I have
5: yeah
4: the opposite problem same tip and I actively watch it going, I hate this. This is garbage. I don't enjoy this. Well, mm-hmm. next episode. I will find something yeah. I like and forget to finish it.
3: Yes, yes. I still have not made it past season two of The Sopranos. Well, I, oh my goodness, of Tim. I know. I, I know. It. At oh least I, know. I was
4: <laughs> loving
2: it. I, feel I was like loving it. it too. I really want to watch it all.
4: Yeah, wow. You liked The Sopranos?
2: I'm buying the box set. When I get into a PhD program, and that's all I'm going to consume for four years of my life. Have you not seen it? I've not. I'm waiting. I made that promise oh. to myself in like middle school, and I'm
0: waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Saving yourself for
4: college. <laughs> yeah. I don't deserve The Sopranos. I don't
2: deserve it yet.
4: What if it? What if you don't like it?
2: <laughs> I, I I think I will. I'm.
4: Have you seen The Wire?
2: Pretty sure. No, I haven't.
4: I've not either.
2: Hmm. I'm really intimidated by shows with like lots of seasons and lots of episodes. Uh-huh. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. else gets that way. That's it's why I still haven't seen Breaking Bad for that very reason. Oh, me neither.
5: Same.
4: I Breaking f- Bad is like really, it's so well, incredibly made and acted.
5: I just feel like shows like this that have too many seasons and like too widely. Agree, they're awesome. Like sometimes I'm just like scared away, like because I have to commit so much time to watch it.
2: And you already know it's good, so I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do I? Uh huh. Do I
4: know it's good? I I don't. I no longer think Breaking Bad is like all that. Okay. Like I think it's really amazingly made, but the thing that I said earlier about Stranger Things, like hitting all the notes, like that were scripted into Hollywood for the last hundred years, Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad just does that the best it's ever been done. Right. But it's also really enjoyable to watch because it's just amazingly acted and shot.
3: I don't know. But it's not particularly innovative is what you're saying. Or deep,
4: you know. Maybe for TV you could call it innovative. I, like, I think Better Call Saul is a deeper show than Breaking Bad.
0: I don't want to see an angry white guy make cocaine. That's not entertaining to me. Meth. Oh, sorry. It didn't matter. <laughs> Does that change your oh. mind, Faith? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not. it's not the drug I had a problem
3: with. <laughs>
5: Also, like Tim corrected so fast, (laughs) so fast. (laughs)
3: That's all I know about the show. Is that is that that exact description? I didn't know it, so
4: (laughs) that's what kept me away from Rick and Morty, though. Like all of the Mm. screaming rabid fans telling telling me that it's the greatest thing ever made makes me not want to watch it. That's
5: very oh yes, yeah. I can feel that sometimes. It's almost like there's a childish um damn i don't know the english of this but you know like teenagers they like to do the exact opposite thing
1: right
4: that's everyone in this department <laughs> up. that's tim tim is like the beatles Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not uh i'm just like i don't know better
2: off. they're the beatles <laughs> just like down. just move on
3: same thing yeah same thing okay computer oh, fuck up. okay oh, album <laughs> listen to kid a you. listen to kid a all right i i put yeah i put kid a first. absolutely
2: yeah the weird thing about stranger things though is it like it fetishizes like childhood and like kids so much like why why
4: it's trying to make profit on your nostalgia uh, well, that.
2: Also, I looked up their real ages and, like, you know, <laughs> they do look... I mean, they are a lot older than what they actually play, but some of them don't look like it at all. Anywho. I say,
4: I say Kid A is better, but Paranoid Android is the best song between the two.
2: Oh, Lord. No, I no, think no. we're having two different conversations. Oh, no. We're having a lot of... We're oh. talking music.
4: I just hate Stranger Things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all... Yeah. <laughs>
0: we want to move on to someone else's thing
2: and yeah we can talk Happy about radiohead or <laughs> what is, is like, what yeah, that's what i did this week tim so what's like free rock
5: <laughs> yeah what is that
3: it's a new term i'm making up because i'm pretentious you... I feel like I've said this on here before already. We're four episodes in. Anyway, um, uh, I listened to two albums, uh, one called Storm and Stress by the band Storm and Stress, uh, who seemed to be made up of a lot of guys from, I don't know if you've heard of the band, but uh, Dan Caballero. Um, Dan Caballero was like a very well-known math rock group from the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, mostly instrumental stuff. weird part about them is that a lot of people would describe them as like rather than being led by guitar they're more led by the drums so storm and stress is sort of like a more extreme take on that not necessarily in like abrasiveness but uh to the point where they're incorporating like uh free improvisational elements into it uh similar to like if you guys have ever listened to like john coltrane's uh 60s output uh that stuff's known as, like, spiritual jazz and free mm-hmm. jazz. Um, and it's wild, and, like, a lot of it is uh, each of the members sort of uh, reacting to each other through, like, uh, gestures and, like, uh, riffs that they make up on the fly or whatever. Uh, sort of freeing jazz to be even more, like, extreme and more uh, improvisational than it was even in, like, the, uh, the standard structure that was established by them.
4: Thanks to Miles Davis. Yeah, yeah. Storm
3: and Stress sort of do that, but they do a, a very experimental rock approach, a very freeing rock approach, uh, without sort of like the ties to jazz, but sort of like the, the improvisational and expressive elements. So it doesn't come off like a jazz album, but it comes off like a, um, like a rock album that just happens to be like really out there in its pro- improvisational techniques follow that up i listened to the album made out of sound by chris Cassano and bill Orcutt, uh, which was recommended to me which took a similar approach but it even took the uh the improvisational and uh the shimmering brightness of it to an even uh like more extreme i would say if i had to come up with like a description of it it would sort of be like taking influence from like the improvisational elements of like the more extreme side of jazz not necessarily in abrasiveness but in like its its looseness and it, improvisational elements and applying it towards like a rock structure heavily influenced by stuff like math rock or stuff like uh early post rock or whatever. Um mm. great albums, especially if you want instrumental noodling, uh, and something like slightly masturbatory but has something like good behind it. I had so many like astute
0: comments to make and for for what you just said Tim and yet I'm going mm-hmm. to choose this. Um a great name for a rock album would be The Abrasive Side of the Scrubby Sponge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, yeah. I would love that. I feel like that'd be more of an album title, though. Yeah. It uh, uh, you know, could work for both. Yeah, I, I, I like this both. Uh, Also, is it possible to have rock without jazz? It doesn't. Didn't rock come from jazz? More blues, which has more of a separation.
4: It all came from classical
3: sort of well i don't know about (laughs) blues but okay so there's certainly like an approach to like uh jazz and rock that sort of imply each other right so for example like the the more fusion-y stuff done by like frank zappa um or like uh, the Mahavishnu orchestra they're clearly like sort of like the crossover between jazz and rock and there certainly is like an influence of jazz onto contemporary rock but i would say that it's more talking about like the like, rock isn't necessarily improvisational. And, like, uh, I would say, like, a lot of jazz rock tends to include horns as well.
4: You know how the current brand of alternative is, like, how do you even genre it, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a huge fusion, and then they threw on the name alternative to give it something? Yeah. That's what rock was. Plus edge. Sort of, yeah. But, yeah. It was, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, plus it was being developed in, in four different continents at the same time. Yeah, and then they all went head to head, and uh, the, the Liverpool won, but you know whatever. But yeah, great albums if you want like
3: experimental rock that's not going to make your ears bleed. Oh, <laughs> sorry.
0: This whole time I've just been googling what the hell is Mahavishnu. I know what Vishnu is, and then I discovered that there is Vishnuism.
3: In that period, uh, like the '70s, I guess, uh, late '60s to '70s, um, there was like a lot of quote-unquote eastern influence and eastern philosophy sort of coming over into the west um and a lot of like the jazz guys uh sort of took that as heavy influence especially with indian music in particular or indian philosophy in particular
0: they named their band supreme god supreme god i don't did they that's what maha
3: vishnu means oh oh that's what translates to okay sorry it means great vishnu i mean wouldn't you no, that's... You had the option?
0: <laughs> that is so pretentious. <laughs> well, I guess you know, if you're going rock, you might
3: as well go all the way. Also, John McLaughlin is, you know, he's regarded as one of the best guitarists of all time. Uh, I don't know how much I agree, but he is, so... Well, then he can make himself Mahavishnu, Well, not the band. Well, what if, well, he's the lead. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Mahavishnu Orchestra in particular. Interbounding Flame's a great album, though. I still take your words,
1: okay
4: who wanna go next i'll go next because mine is also very heavily jazz oriented and also involves john coltrane i go through Big phases of, of drummers, um, and you know I think the greatest drummer of all time personally is Buddy Rich. Gene Grupa. No, but I would put him like third. Okay, fair enough. I love with that. I think I would do Bonham second, and then Grupa, and then go back to rock. But um, I'm b- big on a Buddy Rich kick right now, and I love big band and all of my a lot of my drumming background comes from jazz big band.
5: Um, Wait, you drum?
4: He does. Yeah, for a long time. Wow. I, I'm garbage. <laughs> we, we, oh. yes. we can't confirm this. We've never heard it. I also grew up in Manhattan without a drum kit. <laughs> and the electric kits back then were really garbage. And it wasn't until it was like 20, maybe, that I bought an electric kit that like responded with good response time. The best electric kit I ever had growing up with it was Rock Band.
1: <laughs> Wait, you, 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 you're... you're
4: you're in Manhattan. Just take some sticks to the streets and make that money. Okay, but I want a drum. Yeah. Anyway, I idolized Buddy Rich, and I was listening to about basically all of his discography, and there's this, you know, it's one of his larger recordings. It's called, it's a standard called Birdland, um, and his band just destroys it. Like, he just makes a mockery. Anybody that tries to do Birdland ever since, everyone just laughs. Um... And at the end, I, sa- I was talking to Tim about this. At the end, there's this amazing synth playing sound, and I never knew what it was, and I hadn't listened to it in years. And I thought it was like a forties, a recording from like the forties or fifties. But there's like this, it's it's godly, uh, this synthetic keys sound and it sounds so much like video game chiptune and it's blowing my mind like it turns out it's from the 70s it's not like so <laughs> crazy ahead of its time it's still this weird fusion it's a very standard um you know big band standard and then all of a sudden it goes into this this synth it was like recorded on a korg by this guy named uh, Joe Zawin- Zawinel. Tim, do you know him? No, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, but he was like the kind of co-founder, founder, frontman of this group called the Weather Report. That is this amazing. Oh, do you know the Weather Report? They're this. I do
3: know Weather Report. Yeah.
4: They're this incredible jazz fusion band, and Joe Zawinel sounds like he's playing video game chip tune due to his speed and due to how he cuts his keys off. And then I went down a rabbit hole of. Um, looking up chiptune jazz. (laughs) Because I was like, I wonder what people make out of Game Boys. Oh, they make a lot. And I did not like a lot of it. And I was pointed in the direction of this guy named Maxo. Do you know him, Tim? No, I don't. But it led me to this amazing thing, which is, you know, Kind of Blue, Miles Davis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the greatest albums of all time.
3: Best-selling jazz album of all time.
4: Is it? That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And it was totally and this is what you were talking about jazz and big band jazz had been locked into this style of playing strictly chord based rhythm um which means you know you get like 16 or 32 bars to 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 noodle in and it all has to be structured around you know same tonal settings and then davis was like we're doing multimodal jazz where it was suddenly very math-oriented and, and scientifically oriented, um, and, did, and was much less restricted by chords, and puts out this album that he conceptualized like four hours before ever making. You know? Like, he did not know that he was going to do this multimodal thing when they were going into the studio to record Kind of Blue. Anyway, like, a hundred... Not a hundred. Like, like, 50 or 60 years later... Um, all of these chiptune artists did this big band chiptune cover of that album and they called it kind of loop and it's amazing it's like the only chiptune electronica jazz i like electro swing but i don't like synth, synth jazz very oh. much no i like electro swing fuck you oh, no, no. none <laughs>
3: none i'm sorry um no but like uh i see that disaster pieces mm. on this and uh he's fairly well known uh he's done soundtracks to uh fez he's done the soundtrack to Hyperlight drifter famous played that uh he's did the soundtrack to it follows uh like he's like a genuinely really good scorer of things um so i'm totally like interested in listening to this
4: it's amazing there are the arrangements are like 14 instruments deep per track it's 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 really incredible and then it just goes back to me uh, to John Coltrane and Davis, who were in the band that creative kind of kind of blew.
3: Yeah, the reason that ChipTune is, uh, like established itself was because like the NES had uh, a sound chip that could only handle four channels, and the four channels it could handle were, if I'm remembering correctly, a square wave, a noise, a saw wave. And I'm forgetting what the last one is. It might have been like another square wave. I don't know, sine or cosine. Was it? A, I don't think it could handle sine. I might be wrong about that. Uh, that's why it has that particular sound to it. So I'm sure, like, the setting that he put on the synth was probably just like a square wave or a saw wave that had like a really a really short
4: uh, decay. I don't know what he had in terms of options for settings. It was like an early early Korg. It does have mon- You'll hear it, and he and he really resists using it, but. Um, it does have modulation. He resists using it the whole time until the very end of his solo, and then he hits you with this mod wheel. It it was at least ahead of strictly a sine wave, a non-modifiable sine. Wave. But
3: okay, because that could probably handle a sine wave, but I doubt. I don't think the NES could.
4: <laughs> no, no way. But anyway, let me down this rabbit hole of specifically jazz chip tune, and I don't like it i really wanted to
3: there's some good like um i think it's called new jazz spelled n-u you know like mm-hmm. new metal but it doesn't sound like new metal um and there's some of that that's pretty good you might have heard of um flying lotus uh yeah. his album you're dead is sort of like um almost like a remix of jazz fusion sort of heavy hip-hop influence um and like wonky influence i don't know about chiptune in particular did, though. did i ever tell you
4: what got no. me into electro swing because you'll hate the answer
3: oh no what um
4: <laughs> one of the fights from undertale
3: oh, that's fair oh oh <laughs> oh there is that man ghost
4: <laughs> and you fight him and it's yeah, i was like what is yeah, this genre this is so cool
3: that's the first time you ran into electro swing i was like 19. i don't know that was like it was like big when i was in like high school not for me i mean it makes
0: sense we're rediscovering the 20s and the 2000s so might as well.
3: yeah <laughs> that's fair
0: I have uh, a question for Han Yuzo. What is it? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I, I want to hear about your, your perspective on the Bob Burgers movie. You have this thing on your docket called the Perfume Genius, and I googled it. And for some reason, it took me to an image of Akon's uh, album, Convicted. What is Perfume Genius? I don't think you googled. <laughs> <the right thing. laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was like, why is Akon here?
5: What is Akon?
0: A black rapper. That's oh, all I know about. I
5: don't know who that is.
0: I I barely. Yeah.
5: Do. It's just a really good, really really good album. I think Tim can speak more for me here.
3: I haven't listened to a ton of Perfume Genius. I've uh I've liked what I've heard from him, but I haven't given him enough of a shot. But I heard this album compared to uh, Julia Holter's Avery, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums of all time. Uh, so I've I've had it in my in my uh, my. Yeah, work, uh, please don't sue me. Uh for a while now. Uh so I wanna give it a shot soonish.
5: I listened to I listened to the uh, whole album in my car while driving, which usually I I, I think everything sounds better when you when, when you play it in a car for some reason. Yes. <laughs> but this this album uh itself, um without what what kind of uh environment you play it in, this album itself is Magical. It's amazing. Bob's Burgers is... As an adaption of a TV cartoon to movie, it's decent. It's not something like you're gonna laugh so hard or something. It's decent. It's just like a longer episode of the TV show.
3: Are you telling me that you didn't like it? No. That's sort of what I worry about a lot of TV mm-hmm. Uh, movie adaptations though is that exact problem there's parts of like i mean this isn't a cartoon obviously but there's parts (laughs) of like the tim and eric movie the billion dollar movie um that are like pretty good but they'd be better if it was in the context of like one of their 15 minute episodes rather than like an hour and a half long movie and like by the time you're done with the movie it's just like exhausting and you're like sick of it so i'm wondering like is that is it like an issue like that
5: not really i'd say like more like uh it's just feels very normal (laughs) it just it just feels like you watch a longer episode of the tv show uh nothing too surprising nothing too bad nothing too good uh it's decent that's all
4: do you think they did that intentionally what (laughs) i don't actually i wouldn't ever actually think they did that intentionally but the show is so normal
5: no i actually like the show
4: (laughs) no i love the show but I think the show really prides itself on just being normal. Like oh, it's is not... it? Yeah, I think so.
5: Oh.
3: Like sort of slice of lifey.
4: Yeah, like it's so funny because it's so embracing the minutia and the absurdity of life.
5: Yeah, I like the show. Yeah, I don't remember much. I was also very sleepy watching it.
4: I, I think that's part of the charm of
0: that kind of animation. Uh, yeah. Like you don't have to remember it, but you just enjoyed it.
5: Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's part of, um, I kind of resonate what Jesse just suggested. It's it's about that kind of mundane of life. Like, you can just fall asleep with it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where is it? Wells Burgers? The movie.
0: Where is it? What do you mean? Where do you watch it? How do you watch it? It's on, uh, I think, Hulu.
5: Uh-huh. It is?
0: It, it's yeah. either Hulu or HBO Go. I
4: think Hulu. Oh, I can see
5: Yeah, it's like right after they um, off the theater, they're on those platforms now.
4: Why ever go to a movie theater ever again? For the popcorn?
3: I don't know. I like North Park,
4: but other than that, I love the movie theater. But everything's coming out for wait for free two days later. But like, if you're gonna take someone on a date, you want to take them
0: out. You don't want to bring them home. Well, I guess maybe you do. But
4: Hmm. have you ever gone on a date to a movie i have is that not common once in my life and i hated it
1: wow
0: i think you don't gotta talk to them
3: (laughs) (laughs) isn't that what you're supposed to do
0: you're you're supposed to not make eye contact no touching
3: (laughs) like like a a strict amish date
4: you like it because of the lack of human interaction (laughs) pretty much
3: (laughs) no i don't mean movie theater etiquette i mean being on a date
0: yeah why go on the date why go on the a date? Because you, you want to like them, but I don't want to <laughs> talk to them.
4: <laughs> I, think the, I think the movie date are for people who are purely attracted to each other and don't want to have to have a conversation with each other.
0: To be quite honest, what? I went for the movie. I didn't go for the person.
4: <laughs> I want to see the movie. <laughs> and there's the vehicle. No, I am not
5: No, I don't believe, no, I don't I believe it. It's... Don't
4: worry. <laughs> <laughs> just because I said something doesn't mean I believe it.
5: <laughs> no, it also can be just two artsy-fartsy people go on a date.
0: I think I'm going to go see a cartoon movie. My dad has gone to the movie theater. to. Well, he went to, to drop me off for the date, actually. And he bought popcorn and a soda and left. He didn't watch a movie. He didn't use the bathroom.
5: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did he... Did he buy those things for himself? He for did.
0: You? He didn't offer me nothing.
4: <laughs> he ordered him a medium. Said I'll pick you up in two hours. I gotta meet my friend at the hospital, but I'll get some juji fruit. So, okay.
3: First, they let him just go up to the counter and buy food without getting a ticket. Don't take your money. That's what I said. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you don't gotta buy a ticket. Second, that's like. It's like
0: $50. <laughs> it was like, it was like $50. It was like $15. Like,
3: it was like, it tastes different. I was like, I, I, okay.
4: Popcorn hits different.
3: Sure. I know popcorn does, but uh, I mean, he got a soda too, though. That's like, <laughs> shit's expensive.
0: It was salty, so he got a drink, and then he left. <laughs> What's
4: he going to do? Not going to drink? It's salty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm already spending the money. I went on a date in the eighth grade with my eighth grade, my first girlfriend. And she brought her sister and and <laughs> yeah. their mutual her twin sister oh. and, oh. Oh my and God. their mutual best friend. That's not a.
2: That's not a date. It a date.
4: Because we just... sat in different rows.
2: Is this when you still had your like long hair?
4: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Unibrow. we don't brow.
2: That's not a date. <laughs> that's just a girl's night
4: out. No, 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 no. We were already a couple, though. We were already dating. That's a miscommunication. No, no, no.
5: That's not a date. <laughs> they told you it's a date, so you pay for it. I didn't pay.
4: No, I probably did pay for. I didn't pay for theirs. I'm not gonna pay for her fucking friends, <laughs> who I don't want there. Uh...
5: Did Did she ask permission from you? Like, can I bring my sisters? <laughs>
4: uh... That's a no. she Let me no, check she my did. texts from the eighth It's grade. not a date. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, <laughs> I think she did. Okay, I'm not giving you the full context. It was Avatar.
1: Uh, uh, does that matter? It's oh still God. no. Yes,
4: it matters for two reasons. First of all, it's like fucking eight was hours it long. 3D? It was in three D. Uh, it's super expensive. <laughs> I had already seen it twice. Oh <laughs> my. Um, <laughs> okay,
5: wait, wait. Why did you watch it twice before that time?
4: Because I saw it with my dad and my family friend and his dad the first time. And then I forgot this, why I saw it the second time.
3: I think you might be the only person in the world to see Avatar more than twice.
4: I think it's the only film I've seen in theaters more than once. And I've seen it three times.
5: Oh my god.
4: I've seen some classics more than once. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's it. I've
5: never watched it, by the way. It's,
4: it's hot and entertaining garbage. You know, you're fine. <laughs> you're yeah, not missing out. But i did appreciate the graphics
5: okay again it's not a day
4: no it was okay so i asked her out and that's the big i feel like when you're a kid and you say do you want to go out that's like such a big thing you don't even have a plan beyond that right Fair. and she said of course and then of i course. went to see avatar with her sister and her sister's friend and we sat multiple rows down and she and her friends would check on us. Oh, bad idea!
0: You sat down. No, no, you put sit in the back where you can make. I mistakes. should have sat
4: in the back. I know. Yeah. I know. Even I
3: know this. I that's know why about, so. the
4: movie date was invented. By the way, it was so kids could make out in the dark. Yeah, pretty much.
3: Well, it also sounds like uh, like her friends were there to explicitly. That, make that's
4: prevent. true. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I later learned that there was drama between the sisters. <gasps> Did they both want to date you? <laughs> uh, and I wanted to date either of them. Oh my god. Either or. Oh I mean, god. they are twins. Oh Why my god. not? <laughs> it had much more to do with oh my god, any girl wants to talk to me than Fair. it did that I was a dog. And I was a dog.
5: What? <laughs> I'm not following. I was a
4: very insecure child. Weren't we all? Yeah.
0: Uh, either or. Do you know that
4: you axed out the right twin? There was no confusion. But (laughs) had the conversation gone with either of them, it would have went the same way. (laughs) I love this. This is hilarious. It's not like I would ask one out and then date the other.
5: But did you guys make out?
4: Not at Avatar. I had to watch it for a third time. You didn't have to watch it. <laughs> you can make out. <laughs> yeah. I felt oh, weird, weird with her sister. I think you her couldn't make out. No, her sister and her sister's. <laughs> you already watched it. I Twice. know. They're right behind me. They were like a couple. They were like five rows. Yeah, because they they were watching the movie. <laughs> they were watching us. I don't think I even held her hand. Oh, I know. Wait, but uh, why was that a bad
0: thing? I I, I guess I'm thinking of COVID, because I don't I'm don't a human. a hand.
4: Because I'm a human being.
0: Well, even before COVID, what's the point of holding hands? Like, what does that mean?
4: What's the point of kissing? What's the point of any of it, famous? Yeah, honestly, I know you agree. I know that that's not a rhetorical question. What's the point of of, of forcing your lips on
0: someone else's face? Just just, just headbutt them.
4: Because for that second, you are one. I don't know.
3: It's sweet if they have like like cherry flavored chapstick, I guess. (laughs) Famous. Maybe I can ask. Does that mean you felt uh, the more more like yourself while playing uh, Stray?
2: So what is Stray?
5: Oh, is that the new cat game?
3: Yeah, the cat game.
5: Oh my it's god. It's a cat game? Yeah, Hold you play on. as a I've cat. The... You yeah. play as a
0: little cat.
5: <laughs> i I seen the video of it, but I really want to play it, but I can't.
0: It's so cute.
5: It's, it's on PlayStation 5, right? It is. Is it and like the,
2: the movie?
0: The m- God, no. Um, I don't even think there's a butthole in it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? The <laughs> Cats
2: movie. Wait, are
4: you referring to Cats?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh. I still haven't seen- I wanted to watch that in theaters because I heard how terrible it was. Like, existentially terrible. Wait, but why is it bad? I've never seen it either, but I, I want to.
5: Wait, what's terrible?
3: The Cats movie.
5: What's the Cats movie? It's a live-action version of the musical. Like the- and oh, so it's all like Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was... oh, okay. oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. What did we
4: What did we tell Famous he had to put on his docket? Wait, what did what did Famous have to do? I want to see Judy Dent as a furry. No, no, no. You had something <laughs> that you were like Was it the room? It was the room. Oh, how I you, forgot about that. How you used, yours would be cats. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we no, could reject
5: straight, No, please, please don't make me watch that.
0: But yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the game Strays. Because one, you play as a very adorable cat, you get to meow, uh-huh. um, and you get to interact in a dystopian world filled with ro- sentient robots. Uh, so essentially, you're like, uh, humans have all died out, or at least you can't find them. Like, there's like four uh-huh. cats and then like a little cat family uh the cat that you are falls off a cliff and kind of falls into like this city slums and you're trying to find your way back to your family oh i know
5: that's... oh my god i think i'd cry if i played that
0: and you get a little robot friend that's even cuter
4: and smaller
5: oh my god wait wait
4: wait it's a reversal a reversal we talked about it. where you usually get like a little animal friend and suddenly the game's a hit oh yeah no
0: yeah you play as the animal friend um and you get a little robot drone thing that talks to you and translates for you because you're a cat like you can't understand language is,
4: is it a pokedex is
0: it a pokedex no it's uh
4: like a drone it's called b12 or uh, b2 that's that's a good vitamin it is is there
5: any like you gotta meet some kind of dogs or like other animals, or no, some no. kind of ad- adventure? Uh, okay. s-
0: since it's post-apocalypse, mostly all life has died out besides robots. And apparently these, these few cats, like, so, 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 like, you're in, like, a, they're, they're in a domed city that's supposed to protect from, like, some kind of whatever, nuclear fallout or whatever. So when the robots mm. see you, they're like, oh my god, a cat. We haven't seen this thing in years, which means, like, centuries to them.
5: Wow.
4: I thought this was a meme game that happened to become like super popular because you're a cat. I didn't realize that there was depth.
5: I think it's like in one of the um. My God, what is that name? The name of that animation?
4: Love, death, Love death and robots.
5: Love, yeah, 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 yeah. In one of the episodes in first season, I think. Oh, it's, I know what it's you're exactly about yeah, the. Yeah, yeah.
0: Apocalyptic. Yes,
5: uh, about how um, cats uh, evolved that uh, they can use the thumb to open the can. (laughs) They no longer need us. Yeah, they no longer need human beings.
0: Is that a fear for you and your
3: cat, Han
5: No, it's not a fear. They're welcome to do that. That's going to be on my docking next week.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess to uh, sort of foreshadow uh, the, the game that we're going to talk about in a bit, uh, does it have the Ana Piranha problem of it's a really good first playthrough, uh, but because it's so narratively focused, there's not really reason to do a second playthrough?
0: So I don't consider that a problem, but most certainly yes.
3: <laughs> not necessarily, but I'm just yeah, curious.
0: But, oh, well, okay. I, I know you like, like Hades and games where you can like, go back <laughs> and replay it. I don't have that issue. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not an issue. But like when I finish a game, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I'm good.
4: I've yeah. done the thing. You don't yearn for more?
3: I'm mostly similar, just because I like playing a lot of different things, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, but that just seems to be, like, what they do as a, of uh, course, yeah, as producers. Um, it is, like, an open-world, like, uh, 3D platform yeah, yeah, yeah. game, right? So you're just, kind like, so there's, it, the direction's kind of, uh, loose. It's, it's, uh, the, the way I describe most
0: modern open-world games is that it's, like, open levels and then, like, a bottleneck thing that sends you to, like, the next open level section. So it's like segmented open
3: world. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. Because I was considering picking this up and I haven't yet just because I've been slant. It's really cute, but... but
0: it's only like six hours.
3: Yeah, I heard it's pretty short.
0: Is it like parkour? Like are you cat moving? Yeah, you're, you're, you're catting all over the goddamn place and uh, they, <laughs> they, they they geniusly place like objects on like high shelves and when you get up there, you can like cat swipe them off. And it's like, oh, now I know I can't do this because it's fun. <laughs> Does the move. Oh, they made Does that the a movement feature? feel good. Okay. Yeah, I dropped a paint can on a robot. <laughs> That's all I would care about is if, if
4: it feels good to run
3: around.
0: Okay, uh, I I believe they mocapped one of the the <laughs> like developers' cats
3: for this. That's a really funny image.
0: Yes, it
4: is. <laughs> Does the cat have a name, or is it just whatever you want it to be?
0: Well, no, because there, there, there's no human, so there's no one to. It, it, it's a stray cat.
4: It has a drone. Well,
0: yeah, but the, the drone doesn't name the cat. Drone. Doesn't even know its own name. How do you know its name? I just call it a cat.
4: No, the drone.
0: The drone oh the 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 drone told me it's it. well, its drone model is like B twelve, so it
3: said my name is B twelve. Okay. But yes, that's one thing things I did. It looks like it's their first game that they've ever made. Again, similar to a game that we'll talk about in a bit. It's just
4: gonna do that.
3: Uh, yeah. Alright, Tip, <laughs> you wanna do do the uh, switch. <laughs> sure. When we get back, we'll talk about uh, a, a game that I've mentioned several times. See you then. itis (laughs)
2: itis <laughs> the, the infamous. Famous, you're a
4: musician.
0: I am. Yes. What do I play?
4: You have a trumpet. Play you? trumpet. Oh yeah, I play trumpet and violin. And violin. I be, yeah, I consider myself you, uh, a musician. On you, you, play any insurance?
5: Yeah, I do. But um, let me find its English name. It's a Chinese traditional instrument.
0: Is it a, does it have strings or keys?
5: Strings.
4: Ooh, uh, is it has two two strings.
5: No, it's twenty one or twenty four.
4: Good lord! It's it's sideways, right? It's like table.
5: Yeah, yeah. You sit in front of it and you play.
4: Oh, that thing! I lo- Oh, one of those.
3: I like oh, that one of those thing. things. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, it called? you
5: play on the right oh. side, and the left hand is in charge of like changing oh. the tones and vibrations. And-
1: I've
0: always
3: liked this thing. I never knew what it was called. Double D for edit Ed, and Eddie is really good. I think he used the Hawaiian version of that, but yeah.
4: It was definitely the Hawaiian version. <laughs> I love that you had that ready to go.
3: <laughs> I should rewatch Adam Ed and Eddie. Anyway. I just
4: did. Fully stand up.
3: Welcome back. We've been back. I didn't have a plan afterwards. <sighs> this instrument is so annoying. This week, we played and/or watched uh, Outer Wilds. What is Outer Wilds? Sorry, what is Outer Worlds?
4: Okay, y'all. In 2019. <laughs> the universe ended because outer worlds was released but our saving grace was the actual game of the year it's called outer wilds developed by mobius digital what a lot of y'all didn't know until tim posted it for us in the chat was that it started as an mfa thesis for a kid in game design and he was happy with it he graduated but it was it didn't really gain steam um it was it wasn't meant to be you know released and then in his spare time of alex beecham beecham i don't know um just kept working on it and it was a one-man band thing until it grew big enough to be worth hiring and making a company out of it mobius digital picked it up it was released it is um a 22 minute loop based video game where every 22 minutes the sun explodes and you then wake up back at the start of the loop by a campfire. What? That's really all you're given. What? Um that did you not wake up at a campfire? I the sun never exploded. I played for like two hours.
3: Oh my god. Well I don't did you get past like the tutorial? I I flew to the moon.
0: I I-, I, I dicked around on homeworld for like an hour, then I flew to the moon. Did I did I miss uh, something? Okay,
4: so the first loop yeah, I think does you missed the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as a preface, we're going to spoil the shit out of this game. Uh, this is an editor's note. Um, we really don't spoil the
3: shit out of this game. Uh, we do talk about names and some minor events, but other than that, this is fairly spoiler-free. Uh, you should still play the game anyway. All right, back to the show.
4: So, I, Chloe Hanyu, how far did y'all get?
2: I don't think I got very far. I, I just kept on going to Giants Deep and <laughs> yeah. getting stuck. And then I went to um, some place where I could uh, walk on the walls. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to get to the main room.
4: In Giant's
3: Deep.
2: Was that in Giant's Deep?
3: The yeah, tower? That's another section. Did you guys not talk to like the NPCs or
2: something?
4: Like I, I spent like an hour in the, in the... Famous, you didn't even know the fucking sun explodes.
2: Because I was talking to NPCs. <laughs> no, they told me <laughs> to go to Giant's Deep. So I've... I went. Huh, alright. <laughs> um, and I hung out there for a while. <laughs> As yeah. a secondary
4: preface, Chloe sent me a message I which did. I just sent to you guys, saying, This game is whack. I think I just went through a black hole.
2: I did. That was when I fell through I don't think it was on Giants Deep, it was somewhere else. And then like I fell through the That's... floor and then ended up back in space. Just floating yeah, through
0: the, space. The planet that falls apart. That's Famous, you
4: got, you got to the statue.
0: Yeah, I got the
2: statue. It, it,
0: it looked at me.
4: Okay, once the statue looks at you, the loop begins. And you have 22 minutes until the sun explodes.
0: Oh, well, I got to the statue like an hour and 30 minutes in. So I was like, yeah. I, I don't think I spent 22 minutes after That's the statue. That's what I'm saying. I was like, all right, That's my point. I'll play some more later. Oh, well... Ah, I was also supposed nice to know the sun exploded. on uh, you. How
4: far did you uh, get?
5: I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what did you? Okay. What did you see?
5: I was um, I was very drunk. Was like, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm very and, drunk now. And as you all know, I am really bad at controlling the console, so mm. I spent a lot of time experiencing music and making beats throughout like spinning around (laughs) like like you know like you're supposed to go here and there but i just really enjoy the music, so I yeah. was just spinning, yeah. spinning the console at the exact same place and staring at the sky. <laughs>
0: like, I, you you? I was just dicking around in the world.
5: Yeah, the, the and music, then that's I think fine. I went to. I was really blown away by I don't know what's called in the game, but like you went to the space, and when you lined up the uh, planets, it can play uh, different sounds yeah, yeah throughout yeah. your your little like magnifying uh tool or something yeah like, like that. your
4: radio thing yeah, yeah
5: yeah yeah yeah. i really enjoy that and i think that's where i stopped playing it because uh because <laughs> that, that was i think i just i think there's something right after that i forgot what it is but it i tried three times and i couldn't pass it so i just stopped <laughs> but i i really enjoyed the music the sound design was amazing yeah mm-hmm.
3: i would i would agree with the sound design yeah. and the music um there's a particular song which it sounds like famous didn't get to hear <laughs> uh that you're going to hear a bunch that warns you like How oh do hey, you
0: guys just like no, not speed line through this world <laughs> i was talking to no you. i
3: didn't no no
4: i spent 40 hours.
3: I dicked around. I talked to a bunch of people, you know. But part of it is after you dick around, you're supposed to be like, oh, they mentioned blah, 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 blah. I should go investigate blah, 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 blah. And the uh, the structure of the narrative is sort of based off of that, where it's truly an open world game where you can just go anywhere in the universe. No
4: galaxy. Including out of it.
3: Yeah. You can just go anywhere in the galaxy and then start and then, like, have a good time just, like, looking around and, like, finding stuff.
4: So, Chloe... Yeah, We talked about this, but Famous in Hanyu, did you know that there was a computer on your ship? Yeah, it's behind me.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: That didn't do much for me at all.
4: That's really the only thing giving you any form of structure, is that there's a ship log that, that webs out everything you've done so far and things that you might want to explore. Yeah. But other than that, it's such a great dick around. Just play with the physics and see if this happens if you do that. If it, see if X happens if you do Y kind of sandbox.
0: I mean, I didn't die, but I, I, I kind of like got the feeling from like the first, I guess, two minutes that like this game was going to tell me nothing, so I have to read everything. Like I know there's a little postcard in the ship that says, if you need
3: oxygen, find a tree. And I was like, okay, cool, trees. <laughs> so, how do, okay, let me, let me formulate a response to this real quick. So it certainly is a game where you should read everything. You don't have to, but I do. Okay, it's highly recommended that you read everything, because uh, it's very well written. But you have the translator, and uh, it gives you the alien civilization that was there before. It lets you know what they were thinking and what they were like telling each other. The narrative design is really interesting, and like it has a lot to say, but it doesn't give you direction. It sort of expects you to piece everything together, right? So I hate this term, and I hope it doesn't catch on. And by me saying it out loud on something <laughs> that is viewable by other people, I might be contributing it to it catching on. But nevertheless, I've heard it described as a Metroid-brainia, um, <laughs> similar to The Witness, if you guys have ever seen The Witness.
5: Wait, hold on. What is that word? Metro-ma-ma?
3: Okay. Okay, so, man, this, yeah. is, this is three weird. more steps back. <laughs> okay, okay so, so, Super Metroid and Castlevania- Hold simply on,
5: you guys know Metroid? Is there any Wikipedia of this? Like, I can just...
3: oh, I'm serious <laughs> on you. I look up, look up Metroidvania, uh, <laughs> and you can find a description. But basically, a Metroidvania was uh, a, a style of game design pushed by um, uh, Super Metroid and uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And the way it's structured is that you have particular powers that uh, help you traverse the, um, the map. Right. So you have parts that are locked off early on and then uh, you find an ability to help you get past it. So imagine like, you know, you walk into a room and there's a really high ledge and you don't know how to get past it. But then later you get like jumping boots and you're able to traverse it. Right. So the the way that the map is structured is less about like going in a linear fashion, but giving you an entire map to explore and to uh, look around in that is given more depth once you unlock new abilities. Right. So the idea with the concept of a Metroid-brainia is that it's similar in that uh, when you're given information or you're given a power, it lets you unlock parts of the map that you didn't understand, but rather than being based around, like, the hard lock of, like, uh, power-ups in a Metroidvania, it's locked behind uh, information on how to perceive, like, puzzles. So, for example, um, in The Witness, you're filling out, like, line and block puzzles but you don't know what any of the symbols mean until it like without telling you teaches you how, what each of the symbols mean and how you're supposed to react to them in order to solve the puzzle here it's sort of like you find a like a, some writing on the wall and it lets you know that oh there's like this this hidden thing uh if you look here here and here or something and then it gives you new uh, appreciation for how the map is constructed where you didn't notice that before but now because you're told something about the the universe in which you live in, uh, the map is given more depth to it.
4: You never gain mechanics or items or anything that help you progress other than knowledge. There's nothing unlocked. There's nothing that isn't already available from the start of the game. So Famous, you on your first run, because you're still on the first run because you never saw the sun explode. It looked fine to me. You could finish the game on your first run within the span of 22 minutes. And I've never actually thought of a of of three D Metroidvanias, but this is totally one of them. Well, three
3: D Metroidvanias is the Soul series. Souls,
4: that was, cool. I, that was my first th- thought, right? Like yeah. Dark Souls yeah. is totally yeah, Metroidvania. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. It also has. Remember when I was talking about adaptive music in video games? Mm-hmm. This is a great. Yeah, yeah, 100%. this is a great example of a game with adaptive music where there's multiple tracks playing at all times, and they're set to the same either tempo or the same chord progressions. And as you interweave between or near different things and different happenstances, um, they weave seamlessly between music tracks. So it's, it's your agency that actually affects the environmental sounds. This is a really hard game to talk about without you guys knowing the ending. <laughs> the ending utilizes this the best,
3: and it's genuinely like, when you, when you truly start your final run of the game, it's one of the most powerful moments in a video game I've ever experienced. Whoa. What happens? Just, just tell us. (laughs) Ah, do you want me to say? Let's go play it. Before we spoil the entire thing, let's, let's see how much more we can get out of this. Such a tease. What do you guys, what do you guys know about the story so far?
0: Um, I'm an alien. Uh, I have a spaceship made (laughs) of wood, which was terrifying. Um, I think if not look safe. And I have the option to go, well, okay, so... They told me, like, they want me to go, like, investigate this pre-alien civilization. I didn't care about that. I wanted to go visit the other people who are already in space and see who's playing the banjo up on a moon somewhere.
4: Um, so I was going to go find yeah. the uh, other friends okay.
0: and, like, the, the, the lost guy, the harmonica.
4: He is very appreciative. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. A lot of the game is based on triangulation, like, locating multiple points based on where you were and where you are. Which
3: is made even more complex because the, the solar system that it takes place in <laughs> is set in advance, right? So it goes in a particular direction and everything is in relation to each other. Based on Newtonian physics, yeah. obviously gravity is treated a bit different because there's a limitation with like how big the planets can be. But other than that, like, it's based off Newtonian physics.
4: The orbit is very accurate. Nothing else is accurate.
3: Yeah, the orbit itself is. But, like, everything does play out in, like, the set way until, like, it's actively interrupted.
2: All right, do you guys want to hear my dumbest run of the game? What I did for 22 minutes? Yes.
3: Sure, sure.
2: So, you know, when you wake up, you see that spaceship, like, falling apart, and there's, like, a purple orb being shot? No. Yeah. So I chased that orb for 22 minutes.
4: (laughs) you can do that. You can find it. Yep.
2: I didn't make it.
4: You won't, Cause... but you can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I just, like, ran into the sun after I lost it.
4: I was going to ask, did anybody fly into the sun? No, that seemed bad. <laughs> yes, I did. Did anyone fall out of their ship mid-flight? No. Yeah, Because you can fall out of their oh, ship dang. mid-flight.
2: I did not do that.
4: There's also an eject button. Did you find the eject button? saw it.
2: No, yeah. oh, I, I don't think that. I found
4: the eject button. It's not a button on your controller. You have to look around the spaceship. I didn't feel hit. like hitting it. Oh. There will be a time when you might want to use it, too. But that orb, this is how insane the universe is in this game. There are very few elements, and they're for plot-related reasons, that are not set in stone. Like, the orbit of that thing that goes around the sun, that station, that's going to be the same almost every time. Your orbit around the sun, your planet's orbit, is going to be the same every single time. That orb, if you noticed, goes in a different direction every single time.
3: Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I never noticed that. Okay.
4: And if it goes in a direction that's excessively good for the way that your planet is facing, then you can catch up to it. Or it can also randomly land on your planet or on any of the planets in the galaxy because the physics add up. And then you can find that orb. And there will be plot-related things that you would otherwise never, ever, ever find and don't need to. But it will add tremendously to your experience. There's a ton of things like that throughout the game that make it really hard to talk about like, why the plot is
2: impactful
4: without you guys having gotten there yourselves.
2: The farthest I got, I got to this guy playing a banjo telling me to go to this flying uh, floating city. Or whatever yeah and then i tried to go to the floating city but i found this staircase that was like ascend the stairs if you're on your final thing or whatever and then yeah. i couldn't go very far because i kept falling off because <laughs> it would like magnetize me to the wall and i'd be able to walk up the wall for like a couple steps and then i would just like stop moving and i'd try to jet pack myself but then i ended end up, like, falling backwards and, like, dying. That's all.
4: <laughs> Some, the, I will say one criticism with the game is that I often didn't know, is this something that I already knew? Like, obviously, I'm not going to unlock a super jetpack, you know, to be able to climb those, the, those non-stairs. Yeah. But is there something that I read that I'm missing to help me figure this out? Or did I just not figure that out yet? and I have to go somewhere else. Right. And I think the best way to progress when you're in that situation is just, like, enter the void. <laughs> just let things take you wherever you end up going. Like, it, it has a really great way of naturally resolving itself in circles.
3: Yeah. Um, actually, if I had one criticism of the DLC, I, I watched the ending before we started, uh, just to remind myself, but I played about four or five hours of the DLC for this, um, which... I haven't finished. I'm still working on it. I'm I'm I'll, I might try to finish it this week. Do you have theories? Um I yeah, I have a few. Um uh I I try not to spoil too much of, of yeah. that. Okay. I don't even think we should talk about it for these guys. But um the the criticism I have of DLC is uh and you don't really notice this with the base game, but because there's so many places to go and there's so much to look for, um You really can just like go in a direction and find something like more so than I feel like you can with the DLC because it's so compact. If you can't find something or you're not totally sure like what you're supposed to do, it's totally fine to just like say, "Okay, I'm gonna come back to this later and uh, look for other things," and you'll almost certainly like find important information by doing that or by like getting stuck on something that somehow that sometimes gives you information in its own way.
4: It might be the ADHD players. Dream game or nightmare game.
0: I would say nightmare because there's yeah. so little direction yeah. after a while. You're like, oh the universe is too big. Well, uh, I'm gonna take a nap. It rewards yeah. that
3: it might be a little bit of a hill to get over, but I would say give it maybe another like a cycle or two and I think it really starts to catch up. Because I, I did feel semi similarly. You know, I found some things and I wasn't sure where to go. I think I went to Giants Deep first and I was a bit confused, <laughs> but then like once I was like, all right, I think I've found everything here. How about I go to this other place? I feel like that's really when the game started opening up to me. And I was like, oh, I can go anywhere and I'll find something of value.
2: What do you find of value on that blue <laughs> that blue planet that's basically Pluto? I forget its name. Comet? Is that, is that the... It might be the interloper.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's a comet.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I found nothing there.
3: You will, or maybe not. That's a latest game expectation.
0: I've played Soulsborne games, and I've seen a lot of messages of like
3: precious item over here, and
4: there's nothing. So <laughs> I've been burned multiple times. Nothing in the there is there is nothing in the game that isn't worth. As in the
3: disable Dark Souls. It is not trying to fuck with you, is what I'll say. There aren't players trying to fuck with you. The devs aren't trying to fuck with you. You should follow any clues that you find interest- personally interesting.
4: It constantly, constantly rewards your curiosity. That's why if you're, like, if you're like, this world is so big, what the fuck do I do? You just have to succumb to be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I feel like. Just stick around. This is the most
3: forward-thinking game in terms of narrative structure I've played with. The-
4: and so much of it is based on uh, projection as the player.
3: Yes, because it's you forging your own path and deciding what you want to do when. Like, there's obviously, like, bottlenecking at the end when there's a limited amount of things that they can tell you, and there's a certain degree in which, like, you've already pieced, like, things together. So that's not there as much in the end as it is, like, in the very beginning. But once you get over that first hump of, like, I don't know what to do, and you start, like, defining, like, what direction you want to go in, it really, like, opens up. The cycle sort of adds to that as well. So it might sound annoying that you have to, like, you know, you die every 22 minutes and you have to, like, fly back to, like, your location. But, honestly, as I've been playing the DLC, in which, like, I've only had one location to get to, I've sort of noticed that it's given you a little bit of contemplative time to think about, like, you know, what's in the universe, what are you looking for, right. uh, what might some, like, hints mean, uh, are sort of, like, trying to uh, work out puzzles in your head while you're playing through it. That's definitely why
4: they put the thing on the ship. Um, you guys can auto, like... Pilot the ship to a destination. Like you click, you look at the planet, and you say, yeah, I, "I want to fly there." And then you can spend all that time looking yeah. at your ship log and planning out what you're going to do on this run. Fair enough.
0: I have been playing a lot of Death Loop, yeah. so I do enjoy looping mechanics to a degree because there's like a mystery in it. I'm
4: famous. You need to play
3: this fucking game. I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back yeah. in 22 minutes. I almost feel
4: like we'd be doing you a disservice by saying anything. I more. think we don't say but the spoil ending. It. I'll. I'll... I think we cut out yeah. my last sentence, and then we act like we're about to say the ending, and that's where we I cut the I promise I will forget
0: before I finish it.
5: But you won't. I don't think I will be able to finish it. Like...
4: It's so sad.
5: Because I don't have the skill! I don't have the skill!
4: No, but that's the thing, you get... Well, you learn the skill. Yeah, you get better at the game as you play the game.
2: I get very nauseous playing this game. I can feel Oh,
4: well... There definitely is motion
2: sickness. <laughs> I get very, very nauseous. What are you playing it on? A PS4. On a big TV? On a big TV.
4: Play it on a smaller TV. I'm playing it in
0: VR. kidding. You play it in VR? No, I'm kidding. I don't think there is a VR mod. I could make oh. one.
1: <laughs> that would be insane. Could you do that? I want that. I could. Ah, oh, I want that. Game was made in Unity. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely could then. Uh, yeah, you would definitely... Um throw up though. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I'll be at your place.
0: Uh, it, it, it definitely is um, a cool game. Reminds me a lot of like the Stanley Parable because there was a looping mechanic. The end is never really really the end until it ends. Um, mm-hmm. I admired it because I really enjoyed the simplistic art style. I, 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 I love like the uh, I, uh, I don't really yeah. know if you call it cell shaded. I, I know it's a non-realistic a non-photorealistic renderer. <laughs> Um it's
4: more like lazy shaded
0: I get it. um but i I always enjoy that that sucks it it immediately screams like indie development, which is always uh good
3: yeah, um I really like the uh, uh I don't know like the camp aesthetic to it, yeah. right not like you know not like over the top type of camp, but like you know like you went to science camp for the summer, and this is what you did type of feeling. It doesn't
4: surprise me at all that it was a master's thesis,
3: yeah. Now I have to beat him, or her, or them.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember Jesse said this is gonna be uh, your new favorite game. What was the one before you discovered this one? For me. Yeah, you said this is gonna be your new favorite game.
4: I it might just be recency bias because the other two came out in like the year two thousand. There's a game called Maj- Zelda Majora's Mask. Legend, it's a Zelda, the Legend of Zelda game, and very similarly, it's on a loop um, where the world resets exactly to how it was at the end of every, I want to say like twenty eight minutes. How? So
5: how long? Your loop is... then,
4: with... I think I really love the loop if you don't affect it, but you can make it twice as fast. Is fifty four minutes in the in Majora's Mask. I think what I really love and it feels very real to me, is non-adaptive worlds that you then get to that you try to poke and prod and manipulate however you can. And your actions like have rippling consequences for the duration of the loop. And then it all goes back to how it was. Which is true for Outer Wilds, not as much, but in Majora's Mask, it's like you talk to one person, and now he's on the other side of the planet for the rest of the game. Um, and whenever you want, you can reset. But yeah, I love love looping based games that are they're always inherently puzzle games that you then need to figure out. Um, and I love the unflinchingness of them, like the unwaveringness that be, the nature of the loop is that you're kind of helpless to it, and you have to fight it in a way. Every loop based game is about you fighting the loop.
2: Just tell me the ending. That's
4: no play the ending. Oh my.
2: It's gonna take forever.
4: <laughs> if you're getting nauseous, then don't. But
2: I'll pop like a Dramamine or something. And
4: have then... you had any success yet? Like where you were like, I want to go explore this and see what it yields.
2: The only thing was like Giant Steep, and then that wasn't as fruitful as I thought it was gonna be.
4: Um... I
3: felt I felt similarly at the beginning because I went to Giant Steep first as well. Uh, give it a little more time. Um, I'll say this for Famous too. Hmm. Uh Give it another hour or two. I know it might seem like you don't know what you're doing right now, and it might be a bit confusing, especially because, like, the ship mechanics um, take a little bit getting used to. Uh no, they don't. Because you're moving all six axes at once. Yeah, but easy. I think if you... <laughs> I think if you give it a little more time and you let the game, like, uh, show you a few more things, it'll it'll pull you in a little more. And if not, then it doesn't. But, like, I do think there is a bit of an initial hump that you have to get I into. could also just float
0: around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying that, that, that this is a bad game and that I, I wasn't going to play it anymore. I just didn't get very far because I was dicking around for like two hours.
4: The physics of floating around are so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, well, the, the thing that I like the most is that, um, at least with environment, is that all the worlds are very small. I, I, I know the exact code of like how to make it so that you walk around the world on like a small planet.
3: And I just love to see that mechanics. People don't use it very often. It's very simple. I don't know how this game was fucking made. I do, but like the combination of everything is really what gets me of it. So it's like it's not only the fact that it's like planetary map transitions, but it's also like the fact that they implemented Newtonian physics that are mm-hmm. all on like a global cycle. The fact that like the narrative design is as good as it is, um, and it, it like points you in different directions the way it does, um. Yeah, I'm just, like, super impressed by the, the fact that this game, like, even came together. It's, you know? it's a very symphonic game. Gesamtkunstwerk, yeah. if what? you will. Uh, the totality of art, like, the fact that everything works together in support of each other. Uh, it was coined by Wagner, but ignore that part.
4: So, Chloe, you went to the Green... Helm's Deep. The Green Planet.
2: Green Planet, I went to Interloper. Giant's Deep. And I went to Dark Bramble.
4: Oh, how'd you like that? <laughs> that's
2: as much as I got.
4: Did you go in there?
2: Yeah. Then I got lost in like the white fog.
4: Oh, you didn't get eaten.
2: I don't think so. Okay, go back. <laughs> <Get
4: eaten. laughs> um. Okay. I I always call it Helm's Deep, and don't. And then I realize that's Lord of the Rings. Um. <laughs> you went to the green one.
2: Went to the green one several times.
4: Did you try to go to the center? Underwater. Uh,
2: no. So I went to the tower, and then I went to the statue building station.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a really minor spoiler. Spoiler. Okay. Uh, one of the goals is to get to the center of the planet, of three. that planet. It's actually very intrinsically important info that you get in there. Um, But the center of the planet is um guarded by, like, this... Uh, gravitational veil of the water of the ocean, the bottom of the ocean. Uh. And you can't get to the core. Um, and there is is a way to do it. There's a way to get um, through the core that is like the narratively plot-based, puzzle-based, correct way to do it. But because the gravity is generated based on the specs of your hardware, so meaning um, you're on a PlayStation 4, famous, I'm assuming, played it on a PC with much better specs. You can beat the, the pull of gravity based on how hard you hit the barrier at the center of the planet. So if you go... Did you guys try to leave the galaxy? No, it seems scary. You can just fly the fuck away. Oh well, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing out there. You'll never find anything. But you can get as yeah. far away as you want. You can fly for 22 minutes if you yeah, want yeah, until yeah. the sun explodes I think you get a chivo for that, actually. But I think you do. Um, if you fly far enough away from that planet that you then fly towards it, and you build speed the whole time, and you're on a lesser, like, oh, on a weaker bit of hardware, like a PlayStation 4 or a PC from, you know, 2017, um, because the generative specs of the hardware... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this.
0: Fuck. I do. Oh well, uh, sorry. I know what you're saying. Explain it. Uh, so it, well, it's so it's generating gravity based on the specs of whatever system that that you're on. That's clever for optimization, which is a common. Right. Well, it should be a common thing. Um, yeah. If you're using a less powerful machine, like on less RAM, I'm, I'm assuming if it's computers, then it'll be a weaker gravity a pull. So that it you no. Know, Doing less stuff on your system that
4: that thing specifically is GPU. Based.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you just go head first, which is
4: surprising. I would think it would be. I would think it would be CPU based. No, that's that's graphic. Yeah. Um, but basically, if you can hit the barrier at a stronger impact than the barrier creates, you you get through it without having to solve the puzzle.
2: So all that's to say, and if that I is, just go super fast towards the green planet. I will discover the secrets of the universe. Yes. A a handful of them.
4: If you go (laughs) faster than your PlayStation can handle.
2: Oh, I don't know how to do (laughs) that.
4: You get really far away, (laughs) and then you fly towards it. All right.
2: Well, I'll give it a shot. But
4: But you'll also, this is what's so great about the game, you'll get info that you're too virgin to understand, you know? You won't understand the the super important info that it gives you. It'll be like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I I wonder. So uh, since since
0: you and uh, since Tim and Jesse are more uh, expert at this game's the structure than the rest of us are, and they refuse to spoil it, um, do you think you could discover everything on your own without a lookup, a guide, a friend? Just
3: really? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there's. I think it's reasonable. I think if I ran into somebody who said that they did, I would believe it. There are a few things that are like kind of uh, obscure? the word I'm looking for. I guess obscure, a bit obscure, yeah. um, and a bit difficult. Uh, but none of that, I would say, is like required stuff. It's more smaller world build- building things. There's one thing in particular I'm thinking of. The Moon.: Yeah, the, 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 the thing that appears and reappears or disappears and reappears a lot. Uh, what that's for and who's on it uh, in particular? Yeah, I, I i would I would believe that somebody could like hundred percent this if they really wanted to, uh, without using any guides. The
4: only two things I looked up were, did I find everything? Because <laughs> I didn't know if I had really completed it, which is stressful for me, and how to start the DLC.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So that's the other thing. The introduction to the DLC is a bit rough, I would say. It's very rough. I, I, so I restarted this playthrough, uh, I just started a new game, I only wanted to do the DLC, so I still needed to, like, look up how to do the DLC because I forgot how to do it, um, from last time. Uh, they do give you some direction, they do tell you, like, when you start the game and it has a DLC, oh, uh, look at this, um, museum exhibit, uh, and it'll start the DLC, but, like, the next puzzle or two after that is a bit a bit complex a little more complex than it maybe should be or a little more obscure than maybe it should be but like other than that but i also think that
4: they did that so that you don't accidentally stumble upon it in your first playthrough
3: (laughs) yeah yeah that would make sense as well because it's a very specific thing that you have to do um other than that yeah i would i would say i haven't really looked much up for this I don't think i looked en- i don't think i looked anything up in my first playthrough actually there's
4: very little okay you're gonna hate this analogy as well okay. you guys ever listen to sergeant peppers uh lonely hearts club band yes the album not the song not, not the album but
0: um my my, my old boss uh that they, they're like a group of old men and they like play shows and i worked for them i was i i, I didn't have front row seats i was like they put me, they were doing a, a, a MTV concert, and they put me in, like, a spacesuit costume and made me parade around <laughs> the audience, like, dancing. So, like, I, it wasn't, it was, like, it was, it was like, an, an all-world what? suit. I got to go on stage and just dick around and, like, play with kids in the audience. It was very fun. Yes.
2: This was real life? This wasn't, like, a fever dream? No,
0: I have a photo of me um in the, the spacesuit, I think. What was this? Yeah, I, I, used, to, I Wait, used to work the... as, like, a... Um, a roadie back in Rochester. What was being played? I'm sorry. So they, they were doing like a um old uh like I want my MTV cover concert. Um and they were playing like a whole bunch of like cool stuff and they played one of the Beatles songs. They play like um Roxanne, some old classic. It was a really cool show.
4: Yep, Roxanne the Beatles song.
0: Well it wasn't a Beatles song, but I liked Roxanne, so <laughs> I've a i have a picture of me in the costume. I wonder if I wonder if I can find it.
4: You guys know the song A Day in the Life? At yeah. the end that is all about contemplating your place in the universe very very little content media content hits me in the same way that a day in the life really encapsulates my like existential dread that we all have but it's we all have a unique version outer wilds gives me a very therapeutic sense of um almost catharsis of uh, in in resolution to these anxieties about my place in the universe are oh, you scared the sun's gonna explode that's that sounds so melodramatic obviously
3: considering the ending though i don't think it's unreasonable i don't know what a dot h-e-i-c is i don't either i'm, 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 I'm <laughs> gonna do this again
2: <laughs> oh it opens i see it I'm, I'm gonna do it's it famous right in yet. a suit there's no way yeah, that's There's me. There's no way you can tell that's you. Well,
0: okay, that's fair, but that is me.
2: I see the glasses. It's him.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Said a black man can't be on space. I don't have a picture of people like my helmet off, or else I would have sent that one. Okay, I think I, I, think I should distract, distracted someone with my space photo.
4: Anyway, go play this fucking game, you I losers. I did
1: play
2: it.
4: <laughs> no, you didn't. Play it more. Play it more.
2: Where do I need to go? Just tell me. Okay,
4: go, Chloe.
3: Go literally anywhere else besides uh, the Interloper and yeah. uh, Dark Brown. <laughs> okay. You went
4: immediately <laughs> to right. late game shit.
3: Yeah, those are like the latest parts of the game that you would know of at this point. Alright.
4: It's a game about growth. You get, you get more understanding of what you're seeing as you see more.
2: I want to be done and I want to be done now.
4: <laughs> do you want to be done because you're over it and you don't care? Or do you want to be done because of the gratification? of like I want to see the end I want to finish it.
2: I want to I want that to happen but faster. Okay, well then fuck <laughs> Uh
3: a handful of words on the DLC before we wrap up. The DLC functions similarly, it's still on the 22 se- or 22 second, 22 minute time loop um in which you're supposed to like try to, you know, progress and solve a mystery. But this game take or the DLC takes it in a completely different direction, or hyper focuses in on a particular direction, in that it's one of the scariest fucking games I've ever played in my life. I played yeah. Dead wow. Space.
1: No,
4: this is way scarier. There
3: are stealth sections in in it, and I won't spoil too much about it. But you're in like a um, you're in like a dark forest, trying to avoid like lanterns shining at you, and the feeling that that is, is imposed on me. Like, like the way that the game plays with light, and the way in which, like, you're supposed to, like, sort of sneak around it, is, like, the most dread I've felt in the game, maybe ever. It really feels like you're, you're hiding in a corner in the middle of a forest, just waiting for them to pass by. Did
4: you make any big discoveries yet?
3: Um, I explored the main area. I explored most of that. Uh, I explored the obvious parts of the second area, um but I'm still trying to figure out like what the next big push is okay. for me to go forward. But I think I have an idea. I'm trying to
4: ask a question without giving anything away. <laughs> this has, has been the most cryptographic podcast episode yet. <laughs> guys, just play this yeah. fucking game. Holy shit.
3: I'll give you guys a choice because it sounds like you're so exhausted. I'm not. <laughs> uh, um... Do you want a game, or would you like a uh, a a semi-documentary, semi—I don't know—video essay? Is this the Juggalo thing? No, it's not. It's not American Juggalo. You've already seen that.
2: (laughs) I want I want doc video essay. Let's do a video. We haven't done a video essay. Uh,
3: the game would be Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, okay, I'm down with that that too. (laughs)
2: Because I still need to buy that.
3: Kentucky Route Zero is a point-and-click adventure game, sort of, kind of. Um. Avant-garde one. Uh, the the biggest influences are Gabriel Garcia Marquez and David Lynch, uh, are like two actively cited sources. The other one would be the video essay "Fighting in the Age of Loneliness," <laughs> which is a video essay about MMA. Keep in mind, I do not give a shit about MMA, so there's other reasons why I would suggest watching it. So I will I will leave the choice up to you. Keep in mind that the video essay does contain scenes of. Uh, graphic violence and blood so if that's something you're squeamish about then it's your choice
0: when you say mma
3: that's mixed martial arts right yes oh okay um female or or male both mostly male uh but they do talk about female uh mma towards the end mostly because um female mma becoming big is sort of like a new-ish occurrence that uh, that is what I wanted to hear. I'm in. Let's do it. Oh my yeah. goodness, does this it's, have uh, to do with
2: like Japanese MMA?
3: That's part of it. They talk Yo, about that. Yo, that stuff yes. is
2: actually fascinating. Crazy. That shit is insane. It's fascinating. That shit is
3: absolutely yes. insane. Yep. Yeah, and it's by John Boys and Felix Biederman. Uh, it's by John Boys. John Boys. Yeah, yeah. Oh. John Boys being the video essayist, maybe the best video essayist on the platform right now. Again, I do not give a shit about sports, uh, but he makes sports incredibly interesting. Atlanta Falcons, baby. And Felix baby. Biederman, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, and Felix Biederman of the Chapo Trap House podcast, uh, the 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 infamous left wing podcast, uh, that I listen to occasionally. Um, but uh, yeah, if you uh, yeah, maybe my favorite video essay of all time. Uh, we'll see how you guys feel about it next week. All right. Any last things?
0: I, I am a bit disappointed by the uh the uh name of it, the supercut edition. It should have been the super uppercut edition.
3: Oh that yeah that that'd be a pretty good fun. Any last le- any last comments before we close out for today? Uh Outer Worlds is pretty cool. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Out of wilds. Sorry. One small one small fun fact that I found out today. So the the narrative designer slash writer of this, Kelsey Beecham, uh, sister of the, the, the designer, lead designer, Alex Beecham, and the uh, MFA guy. Um, she, uh, after the success of this game, she went to Obsidian, the developers of the <laughs>
4: Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds.
2: Oh my goodness. So <laughs> what a betrayal. There's a direct connection
3: there. Yeah. Well, I don't think it,
4: she she worked for them. After, she started with them after it came out, right?
3: I think. She mentioned it. She mentioned that she was uh it, an Obsidian writer uh in her GDC talk. So
4: these two games came out like minutes apart. Yeah, yeah. Like people were. It's the Outer um, Wilds started to win all of these awards and was getting like the most praise ever, and everyone was like, "What? That game? That game sucked." And then they had to realize yeah. it was a different game.
3: Paycheck to paycheck, yeah. I'll take it. Play Outer Wilds if you haven't. Play, play more of it. Finish it. It's good. <laughs> I'll probably be finishing it this week. All right. If everyone's, if everyone's good, see you guys next
5: week. Bye. Until next week, guys.
1: Bye.
3: Bye. Fighting for money is a story of exploitation. Wealthy brand owners and desperate outsiders who could do nothing but fight. It was an unregulated backwater, an incredibly niche, and then just another sport. Even if it did ultimately thrive off the intimate combat of two people, It's morning again in America. We
1: Americans are slow to anger. We always seek peaceful avenues before resorting to the use of force.